are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producers shop talk where we are going to tell you today quit being an expense line don't even try it Mm. it doesn't work nobody wants to pay you yeah i don't no, I mean, I think, again, here we go. We're going to go in. We're going to talk about all the value-added services that we provide and all of this stuff, and then we go ask for more money. Nobody has more money. They want to pay less, right? So right. I think part of what producers need to look at is they need to figure out how to bundle their value proposition in such a way that they can provide all of that stuff without charging more to their client. Okay. Okay. That's one of the reasons why I like fee-based deals. Right. Right? I can go in. We're going to do all this. And I'm not even going to charge you any more money. In fact, I'm going to charge you less because the property rates are going up and it doesn't make any sense for me to make more money just due to market conditions. I'm not doing any more work on your property schedule. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give you Think HR. We're going to use Magic to audit your mod and do all of the things that we normally do. And... As a result, we're going to just charge you a service fee and net the commissions out of the deal. And here's the amount that we're going to charge you. They like that. Absolutely. But I think, you know, if you look at it that way, if you go in and you set the value proposition up the right way, if you go in and you're talking to somebody about all of the different support that we can give them, whether it be, you know, handbook and job description creation or having a hotline people can call or, you know, any, I mean, I could go for days. Well, on yeah, all think about all that stuff. I mean, all, all of those things are expensive tools. Like if you were to go well, out are. and purchase them on your own to go, yeah. you know, have a uh, learning management system. I mean, those those are expensive eight as hell. Eight to ten, eight to ten thousand dollars, probably. Yeah, for all practical purposes, and right. that's only if you get, you know, a, the, the the good version. You could get something crappy maybe for five thousand dollars, but. You know, I think that it's a lot more powerful. And I mean, again, this goes back to a producer setting themselves up to solve a problem as opposed to selling a product, right? And, right. you know, we just talked last on the last episode of Shop Talk about asking open-ended questions and then listening to what people have to say and their pain points and all of that. I honestly can't think, and maybe maybe you can. I'll, I'll put us to the, to the test on... Don't make me know, think, dude. <laughs> I'll put us to the test in real time, but I I honestly can't think of a problem that has ever been presented at the point of sale that we didn't already have the answer to. 
Yeah, no. Or that we haven't already the only, the only, come honestly, up with, it, it, like yeah, before honestly, the even the only, meeting with them. Yeah, the only thing that I can tell you that we ever run into that's a problem that we can't address is most of the time the insurance, right? If we have a problem, it's it's insurance related. It's a class of business that we literally can't find a carrier to write. You're dealing with it right yeah. now on that one comp deal. We could give them yes. everything they need to run that business safely, to keep their employees safe, to teach them proper technique and all of this other stuff. True. But we can't get a carrier to bite on it. And that's a problem, right? But mm -hmm. that's is. that's that's an outlier. I mean, it's it's very rare. It's not you know, it, honestly, yeah, here we go I mean, again. It's it's always a referral. Ex it's never exactly. the right. it's, it's never the business that we're targeting. Totally. And it was you know, it's a it's a referral from a, a, a current client. It's their spouse's um company. So oh, it's geez. not yeah, um, so yeah, it it is an interesting situation, but you're right. I would it, it's not something that we would ever go go after, and and that's why we don't run into that issue very often. Yeah, but I think that you know a lot of people go in and it's insurance, insurance, insurance. Let me let's talk about coverage. Let's let's review your policies. Let's make sure the endorsements are there. Let's make sure the credits are there. You know what? That's fine. That's all right. stuff you should be doing, but. That's what but that can only go else, so far, right? I mean, that's what every yeah, that's what everybody else that's an insurance salesperson is doing. Right. They're looking at the insurance. Don't do yeah, that because it's like okay, cool, you're, everything looks good here. Now what? Yeah, or it, you know, you're going in and you're absolutely shredding insurance policies, and then only then then come to find out that that thing's with that excess and surplus lines market that has coverage. It looks like Swiss cheese because that's literally the only place that would give them anything. Yeah, you know. Don't hang your hat on that. You can't control that. You can control what your agency does and what your value proposition does, and that's what you should be hanging your hat on. And you should be looking at questions surrounding the training. You know, if I go in and I see a company who has accident issues, I'm going to look at what those are. Are there any trends? Are there any commonalities between them? I'm going to do a tour of their facility and look for the things yeah. that I've mentioned on the podcast before that are low-hanging fruit that I'm intelligent enough to see. Freaking cords, man. The cords and the hoses on the floor every time and shut that circuit breaker shut box, will you? God. <laughs> that thing is open every time that I Just come in Flapping here. around in the wind. God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are you doing, guys? <laughs> Using it as a dartboard or what? I mean... Anyhow, but I go in and I look for those things, and then we, we sort of talk about, hey, talk to me a little bit about your training program. What does that look like right now? But most and, people you know, don't have some, you know, a formalized don't. training no. program where it's, you know, they may, have, they may run a training once a quarter or something like that and, and talking about different safety things, but it's nothing specific. It's not structured, and, it's, and a lot of times it's not something uh, that the employees can sign off on and they can have in their file. Like we can provide that again, as you said, at no extra cost. So yeah, but you know, when I hear about training programs after an, after accident, an accident or at renewal, that's it. Yeah. Like they get a renewal. The numbers are a little higher. Hey, we need to put a training program in. Yeah. I told you mm -hmm. that last year, but I mean, <laughs> Dude, there was this episode of King of Queens. I saw the other day that was, uh, obviously everybody knows he's a truck driver for the postal service. And, uh, they had to come in and do a driver safety. He had to take a driver safety exam because the insurance company was trying to come in and give them a, a, a discount. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I don't need to study for this. I've been driving for 11 years. And he just fails the exam. Just, just blew it completely. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was awesome. Anyhow. Yeah, I think we should have Kevin James on the podcast sometime. Dude, I love guest. Kevin James. I do too. He's I mean, hilarious. He's, 
I think my all-time favorite Kevin James role was definitely Hitch, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Oh, I could watch crushed it. I could watch Hitch a hundred times. Oh man, in a row. When he, when he start when he starts dancing, I lose it every time. Big Ava Mendez fan as well, by the way. Mm. Mm. Very strong, strong to quite strong. Yeah, absolutely. But anyhow, I mean, so you get into these things. Tell me about your training program. Let's talk about equipment guarding. You know, we this came up. Um, Oh, dude, nobody has the guards, ever. The guards, lockout, tagout, another one. Yeah. People working on equipment that they haven't even locked out correctly and shut down so that they should be working on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had I, I was doing I had a call with a guy that's in Killing Commercial up in Jersey that was working for a manufacturing uh, working with a manufacturing company. Dude lost two fingers. I'm like, how? Oof. How? How did he lose two fingers? By the way, and we look start digging into the loss run. Several other people had lost. Not lost digits, but had been cut. And I'm thinking there's no way that this process functions this way as it was supposed to be set up, right? So, yeah. you know, you just start asking those questions. But, I mean, then we, then we start talking about things. Like, again, I've got a big com- a company that I represent right now that's had some driving issues. I think probably for me the most frustrating thing to deal with is fleet safety for me. Like in what, I can speak till I'm purple like, in the, I can oh, talk till I'm purple the in the face. They won't, yeah, and they won't listen. These guys don't listen. This exact company, I literally, ha- I mean, they've got enough trucks that I, it, it's a guaranteed fact that every time I'm on the road, regardless of where I'm going, I'm going you to see pass him. one of see their at trucks. least one. Yeah, yeah, every time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I catch these guys, you know, looking at their texts while they're driving, you know, <laughs> looking down to dial their phone. And I immediately call the office and tell yeah. them, like, hey, yeah. truck number such and such is, is next to me on Bloomingdale Avenue or whatever. And this dude just Texting. about sideswiped me because he's worried about his text messages. Right. You know, we just ran everybody through distracted driving. I mean, so to me, I, I just I don't know how you make it stick. We've tried offering bonuses. We, I mean, all of this stuff. But the only thing I can assume right. is it's got to be repetition, and eventually at some point it sticks. So when you go in and you find those issues, and you can have a solution where you can say, oh, well, we just need to add lockout tagout to your learning management system, or we need to um, add ladder safety to your learning management system or whatever, that's a breeze. And now all yeah. of a sudden you have the answer on the fly. So I like to go in and ask those questions to uncover where the pain is. Then when we're talking about what our solutions are, we talk about everything that I noticed. So again, I think people get under the impression that when you're going out to a middle market account to have a new business meeting, that those questions need to be revolving around that insurance renewal or those insurance policies, and they don't. How do you effectively represent somebody's business when you don't really understand their business first? Right. You're starting at the end. With the insur- to me, the insurance is the end. Work your way backwards from that. Too many mm-hmm. times people try and lead with the insurance, and then they learn about the business problems. Well, chances are you just jacked point. up the whole insurance piece because you didn't understand the business first. Yeah. Understand the business. You know, and, and again, I'm not advocating that everybody needs to go out and do this, but there's been times on accounts where I'll go work. I'll go work on the production floor. I want to mm-hmm. understand the process. When I first got my license, I wrote a really big um, com- a, a company that did pool decks. Yeah. Okay. They went out and they poured the cool decking and the texturing, put in deco drain, all of that stuff. I knew how to do that. 
And so I wanted to learn about their processes and I wanted to watch their people work. So I put on jeans and a work in work boots and I went out and I poured pool decks for two days and understood mm -hmm. what their process was kind of what their exposures were. And I'm not, look, again, I'm not saying everybody needs to do this, but they were shorthanded. I knew them because I had been working on new construction sites while I was getting my license. And so they were shorthanded. They needed help getting the job done. I'm like, you know what? This will kill two birds with one stone. I'll come help you guys for a day or two and we'll get the, we'll get you caught back up on your projects. It'll help me understand what's going on from the insurance, which by the way, I found out that this company had a fleet of 20 vehicles and they had 10, 20, 10 oh. on a commercial auto policy. That's like so I, gross. It, it's insane. So anyhow, you know, but you go in and then you lay out what you found. Talk to them. Show them that you understand their business at a deep mm -hmm. level. Like, I, I get the fact that you guys are producing X number of units per hour. I'm interested, like, where did that start to get to where it is today? What things have you done to fine-tune that process? And you're listening the whole time that that's going on, and then – you ask them the questions like, what keeps you up at night? How can I, you know, those kinds of things. And then you begin to, to offer your solutions. And to me, I get to the insurance piece at the end. I'm never talking about insurance during the first part of that conversation, ever. Yeah. Thir first 30, 45 minutes. It's operations. It's financials. If, if I talk to them about anything other than ops, it's typically marketing. You know, because I can, I can hold my weight. In marketing, I, I will talk to them about that. I'll give them ideas, and they'll they'll the, that catches people off guard. Like my agent never comes in and talks to me about how I can grow my business. Well, that's because yeah. your agent might not be as much into marketing as what I am, but it's something that I like to do as much as a hobby as anything else. And so, you know, you can have a business conversation that way, and you put people at ease. They start talking more about sales and profitability and everything else because I think everybody's been into those meetings before where you ask for numbers and they're like, ah, we don't, we're not comfortable sharing that information. Well, what do you expect me to do, dude? How am I, yeah. How am I supposed to help you if you're not going to share that information with me? I mean, that's right. what all of this is based on. So you got to establish, you got to <laughs> learn the business and spend time talking to them about that stuff just to build the rapport. But for me, the insurance piece is simple and it's why I, I, I wanted to talk about don't make yourself an expense line because it, it is about, how much value can you deliver to a client who is not getting that value right now, but be able to do that within the confines of the revenue generated from the insurance placement? Meaning, how much crap can you give somebody for the commissions that you make off of their product mm -hmm. that you sell them? Okay, that's it. The way that I frame that is I view insurance to be the commoditized shuffling of paperwork. It's literally just paper. It's never any good to you until you have a claim or you need a certificate to get onto a job site. So I don't focus on that. I focus on all of this other stuff. And if we do everything else the way we should, then the insurance premium should come back the best that they'll, they could possibly come back. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're, I know you're wondering, you've heard me talk about all of the things that we can do for you from a HR support and a training and a development standpoint, putting policies and procedures in place and job descriptions and, you know, giving you the, the Think HR hotline that you can call and, and talk to an, a, a qualified professional that can give you answers for sticky HR situations. You're probably wondering how much more I'm going to charge you. And I'm going to tell you that I view insurance as the funding mechanism for our value proposition. We can give you everything that we talked about today and use money that you're already spending. I'm not right. asking you Spend to write me a check money. for extra money. I'm asking, yeah. I'm asking you 
to allow me the privilege of placing your insurance program and I will use the revenue derived from the placement of the insurance program to fund all of the other things that we've talked about today. Mm-hmm. I, I like know it. that I can't come in here and ask you to find money to pay me. Right. I'm, it's just not going to happen. You, you're dealing with somebody who is meeting with you because they already want to save money on their insurance. That's the number one thing. Nobody ever calls me and says, hey, I'd really like for you to come in and sell me awesome coverage. Nobody does that. Yeah. I'd like to increase my insurance costs, you know? please. I never talk about price. I always say cost. I think cost is a softer uh, term, and it can apply to more than just premium because there are costs associated with your risk management. Premium is a price, right? Mm -hmm. Now, premium is a cost associated with risk management, but so is indirect costs of claims. So is hiring outside training uh, counsel to come in and, and all of these other things. Oh, so I, right. that's why I always say, look, I understand you're telling me you want a cheaper price. What you really need to be doing is you need to be talking about reducing your cost. And right. today, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to figure out exactly what that cost is, because I have a feeling you're equating it to your premium and you're really not getting the full picture. Once you see everything, you're going to understand where I'm coming from. And then you just lay it out. You get, you, you put all those things in and you ask those questions. Have you had any third parties come in and do any kind of training? Have you spent any money on requiring, you know, on, on improving your facilities? You know, mm -hmm. and you could just, have you had any maintenance done to any portion of your property as a result of a hazard? You mm -hmm. can get into all of these things and you start adding it up and that's, that's where you get them at that point. Right. And, I wanted to go back to something you said, and maybe we can even do a, a whole nother episode on this, but I thought it was interesting in the like adoption um, you know, from the employee's perspective on like fleet management or um, fleet safety or whatever, and, 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 you know, getting them to retain the information. And you mentioned bonuses. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of other ways to, that, that would entice them to pay more attention or to, you know, not be doing the things that the training says not to do, you know, over I mean, obviously, a bonus Listen, structure I've is got, good. But. I've got clients. I've got clients who make their employees responsible for the deductible. Contractually, hmm. their employees are responsible for the deductible if they get into an accident. Interesting. And they do it through payroll deduction. That hmm. still hasn't stopped them. Yeah. I mean, part of it is just the environment down here, period. I mean, you've got a lot of people that, that have no business driving that are driving. The wintertime is bad because we have snowbirds down here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it's one thing after the other. And, you know, you start going east towards Orlando. Now you have all the tourists. They're driving rental vehicles. They're not comfortable driving or have never yeah. driven a vehicle like that before. They're looking around. Oh, kids, look, Mickey Mouse is part of a power pole. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're, <laughs> you know three feet deep into the back seat of a guy, you know, that's with his family getting ready to turn into Disney. And now you have a whole pile up on I-4. Right. I mean, it, it is, it's really that crazy. There's so many things that are unique to Florida. And, and we're not even talking about the fricking rain that comes down mm. the size of softballs. Summer, yeah. The summer, summertime afternoon rain is pretty crazy. I mean, you can't see for 10 feet in front of you. Yeah. And I mean, all of that comes into play. How do you drive yeah. in inclement weather? How do you drive right. at night? You know, what are warning I guess signs? I just figure like if I'm if I'm an employee and I'm going to get a bonus for safe driving, like I why I mean, why would I want to not drive safely to begin with? 
But if I'm also going to well, get a bonus for it, like, let's throw it out there. I'll tell you exactly why. Half the time, it's the stupid company texting them, telling them something for the job they're on their way to, or they're calling them, or they're communicating with them. It's like, what the heck are you having your bit dispatchers yeah. doing, bothering these people when you know they're on the road? This this one company has fleet has like the whole GPS system, so they know these people are on the road. We have a full program in place where we're pulling these people in if if they get hit for speeding hard quartering, hard breaking, right, any right. of that stuff. Yeah. We're pulling them in. We're counseling them. They're getting written up. They're having to go back through training on driving again. Still. Yeah. It, it starts know. with the top and works its way down. I mean, I'm honestly of the impression that until the ownership of these companies takes it seriously and understands, and I mean, when you get to the point you're spending seven thousand dollars a unit on a vehicle, you know that should be like twenty five hundred. Maybe you're going to get it at that point. You know, true. Yeah, it's it's getting crazy, man. I mean, it, I remember a few years ago, first putting together auto policies, and you're in that range, the twenty five hundred, and <laughs> we had some that were below. Check this out. I was in Saint when I was in Saint Louis. I looked at a policy for a company that was five hundred. Yeah, fi right, right. It was, it was no. There were a bunch of them that were nine, but there were actually a couple of them that were five hundred and less. And like, how? That's crazy. Like you have thirty vehicles in your premium is fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's down nuts, here. Man. That would be triple that. A couple hundred thou. It's crazy. It is. All right, I think we beat this horse to death. People sell value, not expenses. Okay. Use the money that they're taking, that they're giving you in commissions, and apply it to that account. You'll thank me for that later. Have a great weekend. See, See ya. You've been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes.